Coffee with the Coastie is brought to you by On the Coast Publications, the publishing house for On the Coast families and On the Coast over 55 community magazines on the central coast of New South Wales. Welcome to Coffee with the Coastie. I had the absolute pleasure of sitting down with sisters Lorraine and Rhonda from Central Coast Kids in Need. Lorraine and Rhonda have been at the helm of Central Coast Kids in Need, helping children and their families on the Central Coast for over 19 and 21 years respectively, and have helped over 3,900 children and their families. It is no wonder so many individuals and organisations across the coast support Central Coast Kids in Need, and I was honoured to get the opportunity to sit down and chat with them. So today I have the pleasure of sitting down with the wonderful sisters Lorraine and Rhonda from Central Coast Kids in Need. Thank you for joining me today. It's been a long time in the coming to get the three of us together. I spoke to Lorraine ages ago and said, yeah, yeah we're going to meet. So we're finally here. So. Reading through the Q&As on your website, there's obviously a team of you and many other volunteers. Other volunteers talk about how their grandchildren or their own children were impacted directly because Central Coast Kids in Need helped them. Both of you have that you just really care deeply about kids and you want to be able to help the kids on the Central Coast. But I just wondered, how did you come to know 21 years ago, Rhonda, that of Central Coast Kids in Needs and what made you join it originally? Well, it all stems back to um, a young friend of ours, Adam Hillier, that was killed in a hit and run. And he was a bridge and wharf apprentice on the council. And the year after he died, the social committee of the Gosford Council, this is when Gosford and Wyong were separate councils, decided to have a memorial golf day in memory of Adam. And all our boys went along, my husband, my sons and all their friends went along to the golf day and I went with them and walked around with them. And at the end of the day, they said that all funds raised would go to Central Coast Kids in Need. Mm. And this was my first contact with Central Coast Kids in Need. Well, then the next year I helped with getting prizes and everything for that particular golf day and became involved. Unfortunately, it only lasted for two years. And then I, I got to meet Pat, who was the treasurer before me and had a bit to do with Pat. And then I started collecting corks. It's a funny thing. But I started collecting corks for a lady that did it for the Heart Foundation. And then when she retired, I decided, okay, if Central Coast Kids in Need are interested, I'll continue collecting. I used to go around to restaurants and clubs and things like that and collect these corks. And Pat said to me, well, why don't you come along to a meeting, Rhonda, and meet the girls and tell them what you're going to do and how they can help. So one meeting, I said, they said, oh, we'd really like you to join us. And I said, well, I'm not a meeting person. One meeting and that was it. I come home to my husband. I said, well, guess what? <laughs> I'm joining Central Coast Kids in Need and we're going to continue to collect these corks. And over the years, we say, we collected thousands of dollars worth of corks from wine bottles and everything that were sent to Victoria for recycling. And um, Star Trek Express donated their services to take them free of charge. And it wasn't until my husband retired 12 years ago and he said, I want my garage back, <laughs> that I stopped doing it. But we did, we, didn't we, Lorraine? Thousands and thousands of dollars worth of corks. So that's my story on how I became involved with Central Coast Kids in Need. Pat at the time was doing secretary and treasurer, which was a lot. 
although it's then back back 21 years ago it was minimal compared to what we do today I think when I took over I think we had I forget how many kids and I think it was about five thousand eight hundred dollars a year that we outlaid and Pat after 12 months Pat said to me it's all too much for me doing both if I train you up will you be treasurer so that's how I came to be treasurer of Central Coast Kids in Need. And what do you do now there's no it's all screw cap now. Well we haven't we haven't once he retired it it was getting because there was a shortage of cork yeah, they did it. Went through yeah. That. yeah, there was a big disease went through all the cork trees in South America, and mm-hmm. um, that's when they started doing the plastic and the screw top corks. And of course, there was I was getting less and less anyway, and it was taking me longer and longer to get a shipment to go to Melbourne. So that's when I gave up the cork bit. And then, yeah, two years later, it's roughly from my calculations, it's roughly two years later. I was actually helping Rhonda. Before I joined, I joined after I lost my husband at a young age to pancreatic cancer. And Rhonda said to me, you know, come along and join the charity. And I said, well, I really can't because I was working two jobs at the time because I had a mortgage to pay off and two kids at university. So Rhonda's not real computer literate, wasn't. And so I was helping Rhonda in the background with admin and that. And then my circumstances with my job changed and, yeah, I've been, I joined 19 and a half years ago. And what encouraged me to join Central Coast Kids in Need is I have two healthy children. I now have two healthy grandchildren. And when you lose somebody close to you, like I did, my husband was only 48, it makes you want to help as many people as possible who aren't as fortunate as you are. And that's why I have such a passion for what I do with Central Coast Kids in Need. It gives me the greatest of joy to be able to help these families in their time of crisis. Mm. And so obviously you already knew about it because Rhonda was doing it. Rhonda encouraged me and in a way it was my saving grace. It really was. I have no doubt. There's yeah. actually, it reminds me that I... Um, there was a Winston Churchill saying on one of the beginning of the videos I watched for you. It was, we make a life by what we give. A distant relative of Winston Churchill. Duke of Marlborough, John Churchill, my brother-in-law is named after him. Yeah. So, yeah, we, I actually, when I went to London after Clive died to visit my children, I actually went to Blenheim Palace where Winston Churchill was born and I went to his gravesite and saw where him and Clementine were born, were buried. Yeah, yeah. Hmm. there you go. That's an interesting fact. <laughs> it is very interesting. Now, many would be mistaken to think that the two of you are Central Coast Kids in Need. Though I know through speaking to both of you that, and especially Rain, there's many volunteers that work behind the, the scenes to make everything work as well. Can you speak about your roles and the other roles of people within Central Coast Kids yep. in Need? Well, Rhonda and I, we're the engine that drives the day-to-day running of the charity. We take the referrals, we set up pharmacy accounts, we organise accommodation, things like that, the day-to-day running. There's 20 of us, we're all volunteers, we don't have any paid employees and our volunteers are a great brand. A lot of our volunteers are actually um, families that we've helped and they've come along and joined. Our president, we helped her with a premier son 
when she was in hospital for many, many months with him, our deputy president. We helped her son with a insulin pump so that he could start primary school. So Joe and Mark both came and joined. Effie, one of my other members, we've helped her granddaughter for many, many years. So she came along and joined. But people look at Rhonda and I as the face of Central Coast Kids in Need. But in the whole, we couldn't continue to do what we do without our wonderful group of volunteers. They empty the donation houses, they come to meetings, they come and help wrap Christmas presents. Anything I ask them to do, they're always there. So we are a team and you, I suppose you could say Rhonda and I are the team leaders. That's a good way to put it. And definitely, definitely the face, if you ever see a picture of Central Coast Kids You Need anywhere. It's your two lovely faces. <laughs> Would you like to add anything to that, Rhonda? No, not really. As Lorraine was saying, our, our group of, and we all get on really well together, which is a big thing in the past. We, when when I first came into the throng of things, it was shocking. The, the people that actually started the organisation, it became quite nasty. They They didn't want to do the work anymore, but they still wanted to have the control and they really turned on Pat, our... Pat, who was our treasurer, secretary, whatever mm. at the time, who had worked awfully, awfully hard to get them out of the red. They were in the red when Pat took over and they just still wanted to have control but didn't want to do anything and it really turned nasty. So this is where we feel really privileged that we've got such a great bunch of people that we work with now. It It's not nice when you have... People that caused trouble and we mm. had to win. We actually had to ask them to leave in the finish. They also. didn't like the fact that we were moving forward, that we were getting grants and we were getting money from 2GO and they didn't like that. They wanted Where to else, keep it. How else are you meant to stay alive? Well, they wanted to keep it the way it was when they Yeah, they, they, they still, as I said, they wanted to still have control but they didn't want to do anything. They didn't want to, like she, the lady that started was president, she resigned, her sister was supposed to be secretary, Pat was doing all the work. What happened was they still wanted to have all the mail go to them at Canwell and yet Pat and I lived around the corner from each other at Bado Bay and so we, we brought up at a meeting, why don't we change the post box to Bado Bay so we've got access because Pat said for, even for doing the bass statement, mm. the, they wouldn't do it regular, regularly enough and she'd be late with getting the bass statement in because she didn't have all the paperwork. And she said you'd go there and they'd have to their place for a meeting and they'd have invoices in that fruit bowl and something else over in that fruit bowl. Didn't have a clue and and really took exception to the fact that Pat was so efficient mm. in what she did. And, and and it's a shame because they had all the right ideas in starting it but didn't have a clue on how to run it. That brings me back to, I read somewhere that it actually started in 1993 from some a doctor or somebody in a, no, a lady's name. A lady got mentioned. It, is that Rhonda? Her there you go. Rhonda. And she was mentioned to by some of the doctors or the nurses said, hey, why don't you try to do, why don't you well, do that this? Was because she had a son with a tumour behind his eye yeah. and there was no support for any Central Coast families. And they they were a family that did it pretty tough. Yeah. And, and they said, try and start up this thing. But as I said, when Pat came, they called on Pat to come and help. Pat approached all the clubs, the radio station for 2GO, give me five for kids, and pulled them out of the red. They mm. were in, really in, not, they were, they were trying to help people but had all these bills and to pay, got, no, money, got to no pay. money to pay. And, and Pat did a fantastic job. 
She really did. And that's what I say. We're lucky. We've got such a... And, and we've had people come and go. We had a retired oh, minister on our, yeah. on our committee for a while. We had There's another lady people. that lost her daughter... Um, who was our president for a while, and and as I said, it it we've had really really lovely people on our committee over the years, yeah. and it makes a difference. I'm sure, it makes a huge difference that your yes. sisters yes. as well. Yeah. Oh yeah. Yeah. Like at, yeah, the, at, yeah. The, at the forefront, mate. Yeah. Like you know, because uh, I think it was at Bendigo Bank, or it was one of those videos I watched where you were like, oh yeah, don't worry. We clash heads every now and then. We, we do, we do. <laughs> but we your do. sisters, so you're going to yeah. get through that and you're going to move yeah, on and you know one, you're here for a better I'm cause. I'm the one that keeps her on the straight and narrow with the legalities. She'll say, oh, you know, can't we do this? They say, no, we've got to stick to our constitution and do what, you know, we've yeah, got to yeah. do. As hard as it is, that's what we have to do. We can't risk our fundraising authority to be a little bit flexible for... You know, somebody that tugs at our heart. You got someone keeping you in line, then, Rondi. That was very insane. Yeah, that's right. (laughs) Exactly right. Yes, yes. Could one of you share some of the many ways that Central Coast Kids in Need does support the children and families of the Central Coast? Our main thing is accommodation. When families have to go to Sydney or Newcastle hospitals, it's a big financial drain. Ronald McDonald House is our main port of call for to get try and get our families into, and that can be anything that can range out at Randwick. It can be up to one hundred and twenty dollars a night. Westmead sixty five dollars a night. John Hunter is forty five dollars a night. And when we can't get our families into the Ronald McDonald houses, we have to source out private accommodation at hotels or. Well, a couple of times we've had to use lodges and things like that. That's our main thing. Travel, petrol, we pay for families' petrol to and from the hospital and, and or appointments, follow-up appointments. And um, tolls, tolls is major. Tolls is a major um, a cost for a lot of families when they've got to go th- through to the hospitals, mm. not up to Newcastle, but sit both Randwick and Westmead hospitals. And also parking. Parking's huge. Out at Randwick, it can be up to $25 a day. And if you're down there for you know, a month at a time with a child that's had uh, a bone marrow transplant or something like that. Mm. Parking's huge. And also when they come home, if they come home on high-cost medications, we set them up with a ph- with pharmacy accounts to pay for those medications. And that currently I think we have about 230 pharmacy accounts across the oh, coast. Wow. For, and and like, at, like I've just paid three accounts to Ronald McDonald House this week alone for three families that have been down there for months and months, and every month it's a nineteen hundred and fifty dollars per family for a stay at Ronald McDonald House. So you work that out on top of their mortgage, the electricity, their phone, groceries. They couldn't do it. They just could not do it financially. And and I'm I'm feeling this year is going to be the hardest year for a lot of families with everything in the economy rising. And we have had families that have told us that they would have lost their house. Mm. Only for our assistance with their stays at the hospitals, we they would have lost their homes. We also mm. do high-cost formulas and feeds. A lot of kids are on pig feeds and we do quality of life equipment. I think too what I was surprised in reading, and I think at the time I just come back from my parents up at, at Nelson's Bay and I was doing yeah. a bit of research up there on on Central Coast Kids in Need to come and chat and I happen to say to someone, oh, 
do you realise you've got to pay for Ronald McDonald House? And they're like, are you serious? Like, I don't think people realise that you've actually got to pay a nightly accommodation it fee. It is subsidised, but the reason our families, if they lived far out west, they wouldn't have to pay. But because they live under 100 k's oh, from the treating right. hospital, There's our no families don't yeah. qualify for government assistance. That's where we step in. We just tell the Ronald McDonald Houses and that to, to bill us. See, there is a scheme called the IPTAS scheme, which is the Isolated Parents Transport Scheme, but it is only for families over 100, lived at 100 k's. Well, families on the southern end of the coast don't qualify for Sydney. People on the northern end of the coast don't qualify for Newcastle for the IPTAS. So that's when... And, and Ronald McDonald House, I mean, they need help in... Yeah. Funding, so we contribute for our families, yeah. which is still a lot cheaper than a hotel. Mm. So, but yes, it's 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 very hard for our families. It really We've got is. Got one family that have been down there since October last year. You're on a McDonald's. I, I mean, obviously, the financial burden on top of whatever would be going on with that family is the last thing you want to have to well, worry they about. Have, when they do come home, they have to live with with the dad's parents at Forest. They were travelling around Australia in a bus for his work. Yeah, and then Ollie got sick. And they had to rush him to the hospital. He's got a brain tumour. But he's entering his final phase of treatment. But they've been at Ronald McDonald House since October last year. Occasionally he'll get a day pass and be able to come home for a little while, but not very often. I've had the pleasure of meeting the family. They're a lovely family. And if it, at the moment they've got a big challenge thing going. A bike challenge, I think it no, is. No, it's a shave. The boys out at the RFS at Berkeley Vale, because the dad is a member of them, they've, they've got to get um, waxed and shaved. Gotcha or something it's called. I saw it on Facebook and I shared it with Rhonda. I shared one with you. There's another thing. I yeah, think sure he's the, is it, yeah. there's another thing he's part of, some other challenge. Yeah. Yeah, so he's he's a he's a gorgeous kid. And he's and at the moment, his artwork, he's doing he does all this bright brilliant artwork and they've made some clothes out of it and he's also sold some of his pieces. He's only 10. Oh, Is he wow. 8 or 10? 10. 10. And oh, he's 8, eight, eight, eight. eight. Yeah. And when we went to the Ruse Foundation race day earlier this year, they'd actually bought, well not bought, they were doing going to do him a roar and snore at the, the, the zoo for allowing them to use... Their, his artwork on on thank their thank you thank cards, and they had two of his prints to to sell at the race day. That yeah. was recently to the race yeah, day, wasn't yeah, it, yeah, Marie? Yeah. In yeah. June, wasn't it? No, no, May, May, May or June. It was. It was yeah. anyway. We have we have that many things we go to. We lose track. <laughs> I could, I my could diary, imagine. I'd be <laughs> I could imagine because you like I said, your faces pop up everywhere. Like it, it's. <laughs> In everything that we've done with, with the mags and with everything, it, your faces are regularly pop up on something, it's yeah. for sure. Yeah. Exposure, exposure, exposure. Well, that's exactly it right, the isn't it? profile to the charity. That's exactly right. And that's right. why we're doing so well is because of all this media exposure. Mm. Um, yeah, it's made a, a lot of difference mm. to our bank balance. Yeah, so in, in researching you both, I came across quite a few videos and articles, many of which... To be honest, brought a tear to my eye because it's like the kids, it's just crazy the impact that you, you both have on the families of the Central Coast. But one that stood out was Toby Martin, who along with his parents found a way to give back after Toby lost his battle with cancer at the age of 14. Can you share the impact these moments have had on you, Irene? 
I was devastated when Toby passed away because I had a lot to do with Rosalind and Chris and actually Toby, I spoke to Toby on the phone a week before he died and he told me he was dying and that he wanted to be remembered for doing something good and also uh, it impacted me because Toby died the same week as my late husband's anniversary and, you know, I just think, and I'd just organised for Jill, the photographer who's coming here tomorrow. She does certain families for us. She goes and goes family portraits for free. She gives them so many prints and she does them for free. And she'd only just done a portrait of Toby on the beach and they used those photos at his funeral. Otherwise, they wouldn't have had those photos. But even now, three years on, Rosalind and Chris still support us. Rosalind recently nominated Rhonda and I for the Panadol Care Collective, which we won. Rosalind and Chris come at Christmas time and help us deliver Christmas presents for their area. They support our fundraising. They come to, they came to our race day last year and they bought a table again or two tables this year. They bought with family and friends. And Toby actually before he passed away, he was given a cricket jersey by the Australian cricket team and it was signed and everything because he loved his cricket, loved sport. And he donated it to us to use at a fundraiser we had that was for us and for Save Our Kids From Suicide. Anyway, the Ruse Foundation actually bought that jersey. They had it framed. The chairman of the board rang me and asked me to tell me tell him the story behind it. So they then asked us to invite the family to lunch at Bado Bay Bowling Club and they presented the framed jersey back to Toby and made him an ambassador of the Wong Roos and gave him all the, the kit and everything. So, yeah, I had a lot to do with Ross and Chris and Toby and, yeah, I was devastated when he died. So young okay. and for all he'd been through, three years of treatment and then he... He lost his fight. It must have such a big impact on the two of you, both positively and emotionally, with everything you yeah. see. But it just makes us want to do more. It's like that. that. We do try our hardest to stay a bit aloof because it does affect you emotionally. Mm. I, I, that, that affected both of us emotionally. But many years ago, I was really affected by a little girl, her name was Chelsea, and she was only three and a half and she had neuroblastoma, which is the worst type of childhood cancer. It started in the gut and went went to her brain. And she and my granddaughter, Iris, were the same age. And they were the sort of people that they, they wouldn't just post their fuel dockets and stuff to me. They said, oh, no, Rhonda, we want to come out and meet you and we want to, you know, and everything. So they drove from Carryong to my place with their fuel dockets and Chelsea and Iris had met on a few occasions because they used to babysit Iris a lot and they became quite close. And then they had a fundraiser at North Sydney Bears, wasn't it? The, yeah. the yeah. North Sydney Leagues yeah. Club. The, he, the dad was a fiery and we decided to uh, – they were having it for Westmead Children's Hospital – and the children's ward at Gosford and everything. And we didn't, we, in those days, we didn't do anything socially as a group, our committee. So we decided to buy a table for this fundraiser. We went down to Sydney and little Chelsea was there dancing away and everything like that. And then shortly after 
the fundraiser, Chelsea, because of the on a brain, she had a stroke. And a few weeks after she'd had the stroke, the mum, Joy, rang me and said, Rhonda, we're having the presentation at Gosford Children's Ward and we really want you to come. And I said, oh, it's a day I mind Iris. Well, even better, bring Iris with you and everything. So we rock up for this thing. Chelsea still, they had to operate to relieve the pressure on her brain. Chelsea still had the bandage around her head. And when she first had the stroke, she um, she couldn't walk properly or anything. By the time she came, like this is how resilient some of our kids are. Three weeks later, she's walking normally, talking normally and everything like that. And, and you wouldn't know except for the bandage around her head. But at that time, Joy told me that she was palliative, that they could do no more. And we paid $1,000 for the table and they presented us with $1,200 back from the fundraiser to our, to our charity. And she said, oh, one of, the, one of the ladies that has Chelsea for horse riding, she wants to give her a pony party before we, we're going, we've decided for family support we're going to move back to Queensland for, you know, her last, mm-hmm. last days. And she said, I want you to bring the kids. I want you to bring Harper and Iris. So we went over um, to Warner Vale for this pony party and the kids had a great day and everything and they then they moved. And I, went, I cried for days after Chelsea died when I got the news from Joy that Chelsea had passed away. And Joy really thought that I would fly to Queensland for the funeral. That's how sort of close we'd got. And I just said to Joy, Joy, I cannot continue to do what I do if I get this involved. So I hope you understand, but no way I can do this. And that's that's that that's one that really touched me. You know what I mean? And mm. Lorraine, as Lorraine said, sometimes you can't avoid it. Yeah, we and try to. Died, they used to walk the dog in the parklands at Carrion. So we dedicated a seat up there. It's got a plaque on it in memory yeah. of Chelsea. Well, one of the families that um, Jill took some photos of. They actually went up there and had the photos done and I zoomed in and they were actually sitting on Chelsea's oh, and I thought Jill must have known but she didn't know. Joy and I are still friends. We talk on the phone yeah. um, and just when when we when we did a Bunnings barbecue a few months back, well, it was last year, was wasn't last it? Year last year and she contacted me. She said, oh, Rhonda, I'm coming down to Sydney for a wedding. Love to catch up. And I said, oh, that'd be nice. And then I realised we had a Bunnings barbecue on that day. We were helping Rotary. <laughs> anyway, I said, I'm sorry, Joy. Anyway, Lorraine and I are working away on the barbecue and we look around. And here's, Joy. here's Joy. She got somebody to drive her up from Sydney to, to see us. And it was so, we were all so excited. And she presented us with a set of... Um, Adam Gilchrist. Ab- yeah, Adam Gilchrist catching, catching gloves oh, yeah. that had been presented to Chelsea. At, at, at this fundraiser that she just kept and she presented us with them to fundraise with and we got $1,000 at our race day for those those gloves. And, and I, got a, I, I got a beautiful bottle of bubbles that she kept for me from a wedding she'd been to. Yeah, and also she, at Christmas time, she contacted me and said, Rhonda, um, she, she remarried, they separated, Joy remarried and they've got a little boy, Henry, and... Henry got Henry got COVID just before Christmas and she'd paid for Westfield for Christmas photos with Santa. So she rang me, she said, pick a family, Rhonda, and oh. I'm going to transfer the 
the photo thing for one of your families to have their photo done with Santa. Well, we had a family on our books at the time with two girls and they were doing it really tough at the time. So I contacted Sam and said, would you like Christmas photo? Oh, Rhonda, that would be so good. In the meantime, Henry proves negative. So she paid for it anyway. She paid for it and she said, every year I'm going to pay for a family to have their Christmas photos done. That's the sort of relationships we've built. Well, it goes to show the, the positive impact you have on families. And, and for us. So I visited a family this morning who've got a little, how old's Marigold, Rhonda? She wouldn't be four months yet. Little newborn preemie baby, a uh, young couple. And I've been trying to catch up with them for weeks because I had a quilt for Marigold. Mm -hmm. And Marigold had cardiac problems and I was dealing with mum and dad on the phone organising different things for them. Anyway, I said, I'll, seeing we're not connecting up, I'll just leave it on the front porch or something. Oh, no, 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 we want to meet you. So I got to meet her and had cuddles with her today and got a photo and moments like that are just gold. Gee, I seen a photo, Lorraine, of yourself holding a baby that was all... Uh, she was in hospital. She, you must have gone and visited her in hospital potentially because I know there was a photo. Or maybe it wasn't. Maybe it was when she got home. It was, it was a young baby because the photo next to it was the baby or in like a humidity crib with all. Oh, that was Spencer. All, um, Spencer. Lorraine's got a real I'm very relationship with, I'm real, with Spencer. Spencer's yeah. mum is my niece, our niece's best friend. Oh, and right. Bronte contacted me when Spencer got sick in tears. Only Rain, can you help Brittany and yeah, blah, blah, yeah. blah. Um, Spencer's coming up to his first second birthday at oh. the end of this month, but I meet up with Brittany quite regularly and Spencer for coffee. Yeah. And he's mad about the Wiggles, and we had some <laughs> books and stuff given to us, and there was a Wiggles DVD, CD, and Rhonda said, Yeah, you might want this for Spencer. Well, all he wants to do now, Loz Wiggles, Loz Wiggles, <laughs> he says to his mum. So, yeah, I have a, I'm very close to little Spencer. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah, but it's hard. Sometimes not too, but if anything happened to him, I'd, I'd just be devastated. Well, I said to Lorraine at the time, she said, I would be invited to Spencer's birthday. And I said, no, I am not. I said, no, I'm not getting that involved again. Yeah. I, no, yeah. I said, no, I, I love what I do. I really love what I do, but I don't want to get that involved. You know, I really don't. It's it's too hard. It's too yeah, hard. I could imagine. I could it imagine. Is. Like, it really I think, is. Like I said to you before, we even started recording, like, in watching everything and the impact you have, like I'm like, how do you do it? Like, yeah, and yeah. you couldn't, you couldn't if you um got too involved all the time. You you you'd be unable to help. Yeah. Well, we we just recently lost a 14 year old boy on our books, and we had a fair bit to do. Only on the phone. I've never met the nan, but yeah. the nan was doing all the. The nan was the, right. Nan's raised him. No, no. The, the mum was in the back in the picture, but we we don't know the full story. But nan has done all the trips to. Westmead with him yep. and, and seen him through all the hard times and everything like that. The hard thing for me was knowing how tough, the, like the nan's been doing it on a pension and most weeks we, we, we had to do a direct deposit to give her enough money to get down for the next appointment. And um, it, 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 it was, and I felt so sorry for this lady and I said, Lorraine, it's going to be hard but we've got a funeral company, Bowden's Family Funerals, that have done several of our kids. They did Toby's funeral. I didn't yeah. realise that. They've yeah. done several of our families and do it for minimal, like and, and mm -hmm. it, like if they want cars, well, they've got to pay for cars. But the, the the funeral itself they do for nothing. And the hard part was when when the nan told us that 
her grandson was going to pass, I said, Lorraine, well, I've got to tell her. They've got no money. And having to tell her about Bowden's family funerals will help. But And I and I rang Anita and told her she might get the, the lady that runs Bowden's and said, you might get a phone call. Um, things like this are hard. You know mm. what I mean? But you know you've got to do it. Because you know they need that help. Yeah, yeah, definitely. So I don't, I still don't know to now whether they did or not. Whether who did the funeral. Um, so yeah, it, it things like that. Yeah. And I've had to do it with a few families, haven't I, Lorraine? Yeah. Ring them and yeah. say to them, you know, it's going to save you money. It's horrible to think about something like this, but it's important. Yeah, that's that right. you that you keep this in the back of your mind. For when the time does come, yeah, because we usually get come. notified that they are going to, you know, they are yeah. palliative. Yeah. So. Yeah, yeah. What about we? Another one we got involved with was 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 a young girl by the name of Angel. Oh yeah. And I got first meter when we delivered Christmas presents to the whole family, and Angel had a brain tumor. And before she died, we saw on Facebook where the parents had put up a thing saying that Angel had all these wish lists, a bucket list of all these oh, yeah. things she wanted to do. So I said to Lorraine, let's see what we can do. Let's see what we can get. So how many things, 16 of her bucket lists we got. She oh, wanted. Wow. We, yeah, we, got to do it. We, we met the family. They came. We, we took them to Bado Bay Bowling Club for dinner and Lorraine had done it all up in a, in a book for her and a journal that she could sort of keep track of what the things that she was going to do. A week later. A week later she died. Before she got to do not one of her bucket lists. There was skydiving. There was Glenworth Valley quad there was biking. A up at Magenta Shores. It was with a mum and um, deep sea fishing. Deep with sea a fishing dad. with a dad. Um, tall ships in Sydney. There was so much that she was so. And, but I said to the mum, or the mum actually said to me, Rhonda, to see the joy on her face, yeah, was was really something. She had that anticipation. She was looking so forward. To yeah, doing all yeah. these things and she never got to do them. And then when she passed away, I said, Rhonda wanted to send flowers. I said, no, no, we're not going to send flowers. And then I found this beautiful angel. I collect angels, by the way. <laughs> I found this beautiful angel that was a like a sympathy angel and we bought that and gave it to the family and they said it meant so much to them getting that angel. I said to Rhonda, it's something they can keep, a plant or, a, or flowers, they die. Something yeah. that they can keep in memory of her. So that's what we did. Yeah, yeah. Mm. I'm the sentimental one of the two of us. Very sentimental about things like that. Yeah, I mean, it's it's just, I mean, the more I hear the stories that you do, it's just amazing. In one of the videos I watched, I heard a parent you have helped say that for a volunteer organisation, you're both always available to help. And I know you've both got kids and grandkids of your own. So I wondered, how do you maintain a balance between your personal life and in your commitment to Central Coast Kids in Need? All these young people say, oh, but we're so busy, we're so busy. We all have busy lives. It's called time management. <laughs> time management is the big thing. You you know, like when to – like I, I, I've got family that live so close by. We do fa we do family night every Wednesday night. I cook dinner. They all come for dinner. You've just got to separate the two. You've got, you've got to separate the two. Beginning of the month is a big time for me. I have – I've got to do all my end-of-month stuff for the bookkeeper. Treasury stuff. Yeah, all the treasury stuff for the bookkeeper. Yeah. Got to get that in order before I start the next month. And 
like the other night after the mulch, I came home and I had all these emails. I'd print a few off. Next thing I'd look, there'd be more come through. And I spent three hours straight after the mulch weekend just trying to make a start on the pharmacy accounts for the for the month. The beginning of the month for me is huge. It sort of settles down a little bit as the month goes on, but you just manage your time. And and I think the fact that you love what you do mm. is is the big thing. You've got to love what you do. If it becomes a chore, it's time to give it away. But no, you you you, you you've got to separate your family time. I do a lot of babysitting. I've got a, a son and daughter-in-law that have got um a an eight-year-old and a three-year-old, and they both got their own businesses. So I usually do a couple of days a week babysitting, which I love, and it gets you back to normality. And um, so, yeah, that's that's how you do it. You just it, time management's the go. And I and I'm a person that does like to be busy. I like I to. Be, well, I, get, I, I, I get bored very easily. Yeah, I've been told that you're a very very active grandmother. <laughs> Well, me like Rhonda, I'm a hands-on grandmother. Yeah. But I do, you know, distance the two. I do school pickups and babysitting and stuff. But I've always been a hands-on grandmother. When I was working, Rhonda actually looked after my granddaughter a couple of days a week, afternoons a week, till I got yeah. home from work, so that my daughter-in-law could go back to work. But yeah, you you keep the two separate. It is a busy time with phone calls and everything, and my grandkids understand. One's eight and one's eleven, and they know what Nana does. Mm. Like I've got my, the eight-year-old. If if she's got something she doesn't want to wear anymore, she'll tell her mother to give it to Nana for for the sick kids. And at Christmas time, I've always involved them in our Christmas gift appeal, and they come with me. Yeah. And Rhonda started last year. Her eldest grandson went to deliver presents, and it teaches them that there's people less fortunate than them. I'm teaching my grandchildren community values and hopefully they'll follow in my footsteps and be as giving and as caring. And um, But, yeah, that's all you can do. And I'm like Rhonda. I go crazy if I'm not doing something. I'm always finding something to do at the moment. It's Christmas, our Christmas gift appeal, and getting all our – I make up all our gift baskets and hampers and everything for our race day. So if it's not something like that, or I'm now our grant writer since I retired. We had a fellow we used to pay and he got sick and then he shared his knowledge with me. So since I retired, I've taken over our grant writing and I think I'm up to 167000 this year. Not bad for a retired nurse. I did read that somewhere actually. But I write, I write from here. I write yeah. from the heart. But yeah, I need to be busy. Mm. I can't stand sitting around doing nothing. If I'm not doing something for the charity, I'm out doing a little bit of gardening or out for coffee with friends and the moment I'm supporting a friend that's got lung cancer and I take her out once a week and um, I'm going to take her away for a few days after our race day yeah. for her birthday up to Nelson's Bar. I think I told you on the weekend. You did when we were talking while yeah. I was up there. <laughs> yeah. So that's, yeah. But no, uh, without the charity, I don't know what I'd do yeah. with my time. As Rhonda, I think, said, like, is it, obviously you're both very passionate about it, so it's nothing to give that amount of time that you do yeah. to doing anything and everything that's involved. Yep. Like a lot of people say to us, you know, you do so much for the community and, and, and you know, where would the, a lot of families be? But 
we get as much out of this as as we put into. We have met some beautiful people over the years. We used to be tied up with New South Wales Kids in Need. We were chosen to be one of six charities with a group that they formed, a group of business businessmen's idea it was to form this New South Wales Kids in Need. There was muscular dystrophy. There was the Burns Unit at Westmead Children's Hospital. There was a Bear Cottage, a Duke of Edinburgh Awards for disadvantaged kids and Shine for Kids with parents that were incarcerated and then us. And we were the only... Um, volunteer volunteer organisation. All the others had paid CEOs and everything like that and they chose us to be part of these six. An ex-politician started the idea and for how many years did we have it? Three or four? Five five years. years. They used to have what they called um, the biggest open day and the Navy, the Army, the Air Force, the Fireys, the Mounted Police all came on board and would invite kids into their facility for a gold coin donation and and it all culminated at the end with a cocktail party at Kirribilli House with the current mm-hmm. Prime Minister. So we've got to meet so many lovely people and we were Chris and the Mrs. Personalities. We were the meet we and were we were the meet I'm and greets. We were the not... meet and greets at the door at <laughs> the Kirribilli yeah, House. I met four different perfect way to be meet and greet. I met four different Prime Ministers. You met three, didn't three. you? Three. Yeah I met three. Tony Abbott Johnny Howard. Johnny Howard. Oh, so we go, we go back a bit. Now you met, yeah, four and I met three, Malcolm yeah. Turnbull and Scott Morrison. Scott Morrison was the most beautiful man. We even met the family dog. Yeah, but, uh, you know, that's what I say. We, we've got a, we've got as much out of it as uh, we With put in too. we just, we met so much high society. We actually had um, Alan Jones was the MC. Oh, yeah. And then there was one year that Alan Jones couldn't do it when he had his back surgery, so Tim Fordham took over for him. Ben. Ben Fordham. And one of the guys on the the um, committee with us, he had muscular dystrophy and we were talking to him and it had been just after a big trivia night we'd had and we were telling him how successful it was and everything and he called uh, Ben Fordham over and he said, oh, these ladies, you know, you want to meet them, blah, 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 and he told him about what we did and how much we raised. So he said, when I go back on stage, girls, stay close by. Anyway, he got us up on stage and did this big spiel about what we did. And when we got off the stage, Mark Ferguson from Channel 7 came over and asked if he could have his photo taken with us. And that's one of my treasured photos. <laughs> So but, nice, uh, we have met so many beautiful people and been so many wonderful places. That's our rewards. People say we should nominate for awards. We don't want awards. They're BS. You know, the pats on the back and everything. Our awards are the kids and the families that we help. Some of those awards, like you've both won Westfield's Local Hero. You the, said the Penadol one. I can't remember the exact Penadol one. Penadol Clan Collective. Being nominated for these awards has obviously helped oh, the charity right. as well. And a real honour and, and, and it's brought money and helped from a the charity. thousand applicants. Yeah. Australia-wide. Australia-wide. Mm. So that was a big but one. we always say, like when, when I was first contacted by Grant Maloney, who does a lot of the artwork for the Westfield shopping centres, yeah. Grant nominated me for the Westville Local Hero. And I, I said, oh, I don't know, Grant, and everything like that. And he said, there's $10,000 in it for the charity, Rhonda. We only go in it for the money. We go in it for the money for the charity. We don't go in it for all the kudos or anything like that. But if there's money involved for the charity, we're in there. And the same with the Panadol Care Collective. Mm. What do we get, 20000 
We got 10000 10, and we got the Prezi gift cards to spend on ourselves. On ourselves. We got $5,000 each in Prezi gift cards to spend on ourselves. And, um, you wouldn't you know, need anything to spend. You're always in Central Coast Kids in need get up. <laughs> <laughs> but how many years ago did I win the... I won the Commonwealth Bank, Australia-wide, non-for-profit Treasurer of the Year. It was, and, and there was three of us won, and I won $5,000 for the charity, and I won an iPad for myself that I gave to one of my grandkids. But always only because... It's money involved. Money involved. Mm. And Warren, the guy that helped Lorraine with the fundraising, I would never have won that, and he, he helped me with the wording for the, the... Our local branch nominated me, and I said, oh, I don't know, you know. Anyway, he helped me with the wording and the application, and, and there were three women. Two were paid employed paid employees of charities, and I was the only one with that, that wasn't a paid employee. That Rhonda won. was actually presented with her prize by Gladys Berejiklian. Berejiklian, the and treasurer we, at the we, time. We had the pleasure of having a morning tea with Gladys and Adam Crouch at um, Womberall Surf Club before she, before all that rubbish went on. She was a beautiful lady. She was yeah. very nice. She was very nice. Yeah, she pre- we had the big function down at um, Commonwealth Bank head, head Quarters in Sydney, and Gladys was the presenter of the awards. Yeah. So quite an honour, quite an oh, honour. You've, you've been honoured by many a many a person. And getting back to that. the corks. I hear you, corks. Me corks. Oh, we we no ad, we did. Oh, we we actually put in for the that what year was it? Two thousand and fifteen, or I forget now. They had the Telstra awards. Channel Ten Environmental Awards, and every month of the year. They chose a charity. So we put in for our recycling because we used to have another chap that used to crush his, all the cans and go around to the hotels and oh, yeah. get cans. And I did the recycling of the corks and everything like that. So we put in for our recycling program and everything like that. And we were nominated for the month of July. And we had to go down to Channel 10 Studios, all had our makeup done and the whole bit and everything all like that. All to lay on the ground. All on the lay, look up, up at the, the sky. sky. <laughs> and it was... For, for the month of July, we were featured on Channel Ten for yeah. the for the Telstra Channel Ten Awards, and it was it was great. We had so much fun. Yeah. you know, it was re- really good. Good and fun. And that current affair one we did with Simon Boder about Toby yeah. that was a great experience. He is the best interviewer. Yeah. And then Sky Hull, a local. I beg to differ. Yeah. I beg to differ. I think Sky, Sky Hull. Yeah, I'm not Sky. Sky made interviewing so easy i felt more comfortable with sky as an interviewer than i did with simon boda I, I like he's great don't get me wrong but sky just i don't know she know she knows all the right questions to ask she makes you feel so at ease doesn't she lorraine and then the project well that was a lot of fun i did that see the project did you see Very where they perfect. said that he'd rather spend time with us than the Kardashians. Kardashians yeah. Did you see that? Oh, we thought we thought that was hilarious. We thought that was hilarious. <laughs> Who wouldn't? Who wouldn't? <laughs> we thought, we thought that was hilarious. We really thought that it was, was hilarious. That was a lot of fun doing. It took a whole day, a whole day they came to come here. down to that. Yeah. But he was yeah. such a lovely guy. He did it all by himself. And then they chose us this year for the best of the best. So we got two, two bites, bites of the, the cherry. cherry. It's really good. Mm. So. There you go. Wow. Over the past 18 years... I believe it is. Central Coast Kids and Needs outlaid in excess of 4.7 million and assisted over 3,900 Central Coast families. To do this, obviously Central Coast Kids in Need wouldn't exist without you two 
and the generosity of the local community, businesses, registered clubs and sporting groups on the Central Coast. Could you talk about the support you receive and do you have any moments of support that surprised you and stood out? Yes, there, there's way, way too many to really say. We Look, we're so, we're so fortunate living on the Central Coast. Our community is amazing. As you said, we have businesses. One of the businesses is Wideline. Wideline ha- make a donation of $2,000 every month directly into our account. Our major benefactor is the Wine Rugby League Club group through the Ruse Foundation. Just recently we received $50,000 from them. We have sporting groups that have golf days for us, bowls days for us. We've got craft groups that do their craft all year and then sell their craft and donate the money to us. One of them just recently that um, was major to me anyway, and it meant a lot because there was a foundation called the Sue Suitors Ovarian Cancer Foundation and her friends all got together and formed this after she passed away with ovarian cancer and they've wound up just recently and her grandson Finn is actually on our books and the family presented us with over $2,500, what was it, $20,688. So that came out of the blue. Also this year Mingara Carols chose us to be the beneficiaries for the carols and the fabulous thing about that was we got over $10,500 from that but it led to other prospects which was one of them was Woolworths on the coast from Yamina to Lake Munmora the the Woolworths stores worked for us for the whole year they had a bowls a 10 pin bowling night they had a trivia night and presented us with the funds from that which was yeah, out of the blue another one out of over $10,000 another one out of the blue and you met us down at the Avoca Royal Fire Service thing yeah. where they did a calendar and raised $23,600 from the sale of that calendar. So things like this are huge, are huge. And they're, they're just a few. And also we've got one foundation, the Cecilia Kilkerry Foundation, who we've received funds. And just recently we got $46,000 from that charitable fund. They've been funding us for over 10 years. And they, when I wrote the grant away, I asked for 46000 and we only got 15000 And then the administration person passed away and somebody else new came in. And during COVID, we didn't get any money from them. And they contacted us and said they wanted to grant the full grant, which was $46,000. So we got another $31,000. Well, that's good. Mm. Also, I've got, I'd like to mention the Hoteliers Association Two years in a row now, they've held their golf day for us. Great bunch of people. We've had the pleasure of going. We, well, during COVID, we couldn't go to last year's one, but Lorraine and I both were invited to dinner with them at the end of the day. And this year, they raised $38,000. Now, they'd been looking. They'd worked for the big high-up cancer councils and all these others over the year. But we really appealed to them because... Any money comes in, they know goes out. No paid employees, no CEOs, no company cars, no rents to pay. Mm. And this is where we've been very fortunate with our contacts that we're appealing more and more to the corporate world for this 
fact for that, that we, for that reason. And 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 at the be- I've got to be honest. At the beginning of COVID, I said to Lorraine, "Well, I'm really concerned um, how we're going to go. We've got no fundraising capacity. We can't do this. We can't do that." And I said, "I think we're going to struggle." But our Central Coast community was so so generous all through COVID that we needn't, needn't worry at all, that it's been fabulous. We only had to dip into our term deposits once during COVID. Because we actually, this gentleman, Warren Price, that I talk about, about 12 years ago now, he talked to us. He was His business was called The Fundraiser's Friend, and he was certainly our friend. And every time I write a grant, I look up to him and say, help me, look over me. And I always mention Warren at grant presentations we go to because yeah. he's helped so many organisations here on the coast. But Warren said to us, when you're applying for grants, it looks good if you've got operational reserves. So he talked us and he helped us set up a foundation. So Rhonda, myself and Louise, our president, are directors of the Kindred Foundation. And we've got investments that if all the funding dried up, we could probably go 18 months or two years. We've got enough. Oh, money wow. invested. God, you have been amazing. To think that you mentioned earlier that it, it was in the red basically when, oh. when you took over and to think you brought the two of you, I assume, with the help of other volunteers, but we've I'm going to say with the helping, two of you it wouldn't be possible, yeah. uh, have, have gone, we've gone to bring it to that. We've gone from 35 families 18 years ago to over 350 fam- families last mm. year. Yeah. It's a lot. It's a lot of families. I'll give you for an instance. Like uh, this this year, we're only what, three and a half months into the new financial year. We already have 260 kids on our books and we've already outlaid $153,492. So it's going to be massive. I think it's going to be one of our biggest years when you think three and a half months in and that's how much we've outlaid already it is scary it is scary it's scary in the fact that there's so many sick kids out Mm. there and i think because the the economy and people are that would normally say oh we can and we've had this over the years we can do it there's people more deserving than us we Mm. we you know blah 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 it's not going to be like that anymore because mortgages have gone up every utility's gone up groceries have gone up so it's going to be massive. I think it's going to be a massive year. You've got to hope the local businesses can continue yeah. to support the way yeah. they do. Yeah. It was a couple of weeks ago, I had nine referrals in one week. Nine referrals, which that's, is a record for yeah. us. Yeah. Yeah. It's not a yeah. good record to have. No, no it's, it's not. not. But it's there's not. more and more kids here on the Central Coast that are getting sick. But as I tell people when I make a speech, those families are so fortunate that, number one, they live on the Central mm. Coast. Number two, the Central Coast community is so generous. And number three, they have us because if they lived anywhere else, they wouldn't get that support. The only other one we know of is Shoalhaven. We've only just found that out recently, Shoalhaven. Uh, Shoalhaven area has a kids in need. And they're the, in, in, at least in the state, we, we're the only two. Yeah. But we don't know about Australia-wide, but yeah. in, the, in our state, that's all, all there is. We've had people from Newcastle ring us and say, do you know of anywhere in our area that we can get help? I assume you've got to draw a line somewhere and go. You you fall into Newcastle, like yeah. you know. We've had we've we've had the the, the social worker send us uh, referrals from Lake Macquarie. Well, they're not. We go from Waiyi Point to Gwandalmun to Spencer, Dangar Island, 
in the Hawkesbury. That's that's it's our okay. area. Yeah, it's huge. It's a huge area. Yeah. When you look at all, what well, I've had to send a list. I went on and googled the list of all our suburbs to send down to the Ronald McDonald houses, so they know what families are in our area. Yeah. Yeah. It's interesting. And, and the community is one of the, like I mentioned to you before, so we've been on the Central Coast five and a half years now, and community is massive. It's one of the reasons why we moved here um, with young kids. Yeah, yeah, no, it's great. It's well, like, yeah, yeah, definitely. We're lucky, yeah. Um, you also both run, so you talked about businesses running charity events throughout the year and donating money, but you also run some of your own charity events throughout the year. Um, what are some of these events and how can people potentially get involved in those events throughout the year? Well, at Christmas time, we do our Christmas gift appeal yep. where several businesses and clubs, etc., have wishing trees for us and people in the community and businesses in the community donate presents. And this is, I'll show you a video later. This is Santa Central from the, probably, well, it's already started now. It's got Mrs Claus here, that's Mrs. why. Mrs Claus, yeah, probably from the end of November. There'll be a tent in my backyard and it's just full on wrapping and packing and we've got a great bunch of people, not only our volunteers, but people in the community that help deliver the Christmas presents. Last year, we were able to do 187 families, which equated to 401 kids. We don't only do the sick child, we do the siblings as well. We did 33 single mums last year. We did eight nans, two dads and an auntie that's raising. We make sure we've got special gifts for them. And we did 35 hampers last year. The Ruse Foundation, they gave us 20 hampers and then different places gave us stuff and we made up more hampers. The Ruse Foundation also gave us, they asked me to put in a wish list. They gave us some gift vouchers for our um, mums to go in with their bag of stuff we make up. And they also gave us gift vouchers to go with each of the hampers. The Doilo, Doilson YERSL, I sent out a call last year because the year before last we had a marquee that we put up in my backyard and it was a disaster with the rain and the wind. And so I put out a call to anybody that had a tent we could borrow. Well, we couldn't find a tent. So Scotty at the Doilo, he went out and bought us a tent with fully enclosed sides. So we call that our teenage cave. It's set up in the backyard. <laughs> and he donated that plus $1,000 in gift cards for our teenage boys. So the support we get from the community with that is just mind-blowing. If we find we've got – everybody seems to go for the ages from four, so three up to six. They seem to concentrate that and more on the girls – so if we find we, at the end of when we finished packing that we've got an excess, we've got three other charitable organisations that we share the love with because that's what it's all about, sharing the love. Yeah. And, you know, you you can't keep it till the following year because the same thing is just going to happen again. And the local school, OLR here, last year they had a drive for us and gave us presents and it's just getting bigger and bigger every year. But the way that our volunteers and people in the community come <coughs> together to help us with that Christmas gift appeal and the smile on those people's faces when we go to deliver the presents, it's just amazing. You mentioned other organisations too that you deal with. You're both involved. Is it Socks? 
No, we're involved with For Our Kids Sake yeah, Fundraise for, Committee. Yeah. That started um, three years ago. Um, there's two people from the Central Coast Bulldogs Masters yeah. football team that we've had a good relationship with over the last 10 years. Each year they donate, so I think this year they gave us $6,000. Yeah, they have yeah. Saturday raffles and they give us, and they've also one year did a collection. We were up there to get a cheque. And they did a collection amongst their members, and I can't remember how much money they raised for us to use for our Christmas gift appeal. So there was two members of the Masters Bulldogs team. There's two members from the Central Coast Freemason, and Rhonda and I, and we form for our kids' sake um, fundraising committee. Well, three years ago we did a, um, a fundraiser with um, two from North Gosford Rotary were on it then. Yeah. We did it. Um, for us and save our kids from suicide. And we each got $11,000 from that fundraiser. Then COVID struck and the boys from the Bulldogs and the Freemasons decided that they just wanted to do it for Rhonda and I, for Central Coast Kids in Need, because they said we were the ones that put all the work in mm -hmm. for the other one, yet we had to share the rewards. So we had a, a race day last year that I was organiser of and I'm organiser of the one for this year. It was a sold-out event, and up to last week it was a sold-out event, but now I find myself with a spare table, but I'm getting something posted on Facebook. And we were we were pleased to hand over $22,500 to Central Coast Kids in Need. And so the race days are still out again this yeah, year? Except for no, one, table. one table. Except for the year, which yeah. I'm no doubt. Oh, it will fill up. What's Nine. one table? How many people? Ten people. Yeah, I can imagine you two wouldn't fill ten people in Rhonda and I pay or... for prizes and silent auctions and we've ended up with... When is the race day? The 11th. Remembrance Day. 11th of November. We've, end, away, yeah. we've ended up with two raffle draws with 30 prizes in each. And the chocolates and wine are all in the study. And we've ended up with 19 silent auction prizes and 12 live auctions. We have a auctioneer, Rod Amos. He's a local auctioneer that donates his time. And he can work the room like nobody I know. <laughs> when we had our trivia nights, he used to do it for. Everybody after last year said, we want to rebook. We've never been to such a happy, friendly day and... It's, it is a really great day, but I think Rhonda and I are getting a bit too old. It's, it's massive. It's massive. It's it takes over three day. months of our lives. I said, I'm, I'm no sooner over the mulch and we're into the race day than we're no sooner in the, over the race day and we're into Christmas. Christmas. And I just said, look, we're both in our 70s. It's, we've got to know when we've got to look, start looking after our own health or we won't be able to continue doing what we do. That's anyway, right. so, we'll see. Know. We'll see. That's, That's how we feel important. at the moment. That's how we feel at the moment. Yeah, you know? yeah, yeah. yeah. And it's very important to everybody involved you know, that you both look after yourselves. But, you know, people don't realise what goes on. There's the race book to prepare. There's organising your MC and your auction year, letting the race day know, the people know the dietary requirements, the final numbers, getting the ads to them, the race sponsors. Yeah, there's a lot of I'm work no involved. Doubt. I'm yeah. no doubt. But every race sponsor, except for one, because the fellow moved away from the area, backed up from last year. Yeah. But then my son's mate, he was he works for Rent-A-Kill Initial and he was disappointed he couldn't get a race last year. Well, he got one this year. And I think the race day showed my son and his partner exactly what we do. I don't think they were aware until yeah, no. they heard from the families because we invite families along to come and speak. Yeah. 
We've got three families that are coming along. We're treating them to a day out and they'll speak about what Central Coast Kids in Need has done for them mm. and it loosens the pockets. <laughs> well, that's right. It's, it's firsthand, the people that are impacted by the work you do. Mm. So yeah. they're the two big events, but then there's a lot of other, like there was the Two East Charity Race Day. Rhonda was away, so myself and my friend Sandy, who's a member, she came with me. Well, it was the first year that they decided to do it as a charity event and Richard heard Rhonda and I talk at the golf day. So he chose us and they raised over $10,000 for us. It was a great day mm. and I made some wonderful contacts for prizes for our race day. Like I spoke to Dougie Walters, had my photo taken with Doug Walters, the cricketer, and he said, I don't have any memorabilia left. And he said, I'll give you the name of somebody. So I contacted Kingsgrove Sports and they donated a cricket bat, New South Wales cricket bat that's signed by a lot of the crickets that are over in a, in England at the yeah, moment yeah, yeah. worth $500. So, yeah, I seize every opportunity to make contacts where... It, will be, it would be lost. So make sure you two are definitely taking care of yourselves because it would be lost without you both, that's for sure. If a family did need support from Central Coast Kids in Need, how would they go about getting assistance? Well... A few years ago, we got these big posters made and we hope they are still in all the children's wards at the hospitals for the social workers to refer them and the Ronald McDonald houses. We rely on the social workers at the hospitals. We rely on the people at Ronald McDonald House. We have got a really good community paediatric team here on the Central Coast who are out and about in the field and mix and mingle with, with the sick kids here on the coast that they have to see on a regular basis. So they send us through a referral, introducing the family and ask us to make contact with that family. And really a lot of word of mouth, really. You know, we we did a big mail out, oh, quite a few years ago. We should do that again. We did a really big mail out a few years ago to all the preschools and schools on the Central Coast yeah. and said if you have hear of any child in your schooling community that needs help, if they're a sick child or anything, please pass on one of our brochures. That's mainly how families, it's mainly, a lot of the social workers do their jobs really well and some of them really suck big time. They really do. They Some of them exasperate you, you know. They tell the family, oh, here's a list of whatever, you know, go for it sort of thing. But, mm. you know, so, but most of them, we've got one really, really beautiful um, social worker down at Westmead, Diana, and she refers a lot of families our way. But she's also donated twice, two years in a row, $500 personally yeah, to us. She said, yeah. she said we, I, I so love the work you guys do and the difference. She's the... Um, Oncology. No, she's no, the liver transplant unit coordinator. She does a lot of, a lot of the kids that are down there for a long time that have had to have transplants and things. Yeah. And we've had a lot of kids over, over the years that she's had on her books that we have on our books. So that's that's our, our way of, you know. How people come to know yeah, you. Yep, yep, yep. Or if yeah. we see on the news or if we hear, like I've got a friend that it's a paramedic and he'll say to me, look, I took so-and-so to hospital or we see something in the paper or on the news. So Rhonda and I like hound dogs. We don't, you know, we try and yeah, suss out the information. It's bloody amazing. There's no so doubt about it. So we can it. help the families yeah. because we don't want anybody to slip through the system. Yeah. Yeah. It's just amazing. 
You know, at the mulch the other day. There are so many of, like, over the years we've had several of our kids that whose families are in the mulch every year that we've supported. Yeah. And it, and it just gives you that extra buzz when you help somebody that you know. You know, it's, it, it's, it, it's great helping strangers, mm. but it really makes, you know, makes a real difference when you help somebody that you're, you know, and, and like, you know, needed the help. Well, that's exactly right. And over, like, getting back to the fundraising thing, mm. over the years, the mulch, the boys, it's always we've never wanted to detract from the fact that it was in memory of Adam the surfing thing. But quite a few years ago, the boys said to me, "We really want something good to come out of the weekend as well." So they it was their idea to start the raffle. So we do the raffle every year, and over the past, oh, I forget how many years now, we've we. The mulch has donated over thirty thousand dollars to the to the charity through the raffle. Through the raffle, that's amazing. And I mean, we only like three days over the weekend, and and like this year, like already, I've put thirteen hundred dollars in the bank from the raffle, and I only started selling them on the last day. I was too busy with the t-shirts and everything for the first couple of days, so it was only the last day. And Jamie kept spruiking it over the loudspeaker, and they set me up with a square reader that I've never used before. And it made such a difference. And I've still got, I reckon I've still got over $1,000 to come because they, with the square reader, it went into uh, the account yeah. and it's got to be transferred. So 30-odd over, thousand over a period for like, and it's usually only the last day we start selling the raffle tickets and all prizes are donated. And so it's start so selling good. raffle tickets over the other two days <laughs> next year. We'll have Lorraine. Lorraine will be up there next year and she'll be... <laughs> I often help her every year, but that's yeah. her baby. Yeah, yeah. That's I'm the fair. gopher. When she needs something over the weekend, I go and get yeah, it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Lorraine, we're out of bread. <laughs> Lorraine, we, I, I'm going to the party on Saturday night. You'll have to go and pick the bread rolls up from Baker's Delight for me. They were wonderful. They donated leftover bread and everything for us. Lorraine, I've, oh, run out. Wow, Lorraine I've run out of raffle tickets. Can you drop them down? Yes, that's, I really thought. that's when I spoke to She, said, thought. Oh, she needed yeah, no. another 20 loaves of bread and Rhonda said, Cole yelled out, Auntie Rain's coming. <laughs> <laughs> so I just dropped that's the bread so off good. and run. Yep. It's so good. If someone wanted to get involved in Central Coast Kids in Need, whether it be volunteering, creating an event, or individually donating, I know they're three completely different things, so maybe we can talk about yeah. all three individually and maybe start with volunteering if someone yeah. ever wanted to get involved in volunteering. With well, if somebody wanted to get involved in volunteering, they only have to contact Rhonda or myself. But most of the time, we're not hands-on enough for people. Yeah. A lot of people want more hands-on than what we are because all, all we ask of our volunteers is to look after a couple of donation houses and empty them and bank the money and report to Rhonda. We have three meetings a year. We ask them to come to those, help with any charity events and help with our Christmas gift wrapping. Um, so that's how people can become a member. Gina from the Wyong Roos Foundation that I've formed a very good friendship with, yeah. she's actually joined Central Coast Kids in Need now and she's helped us with some Bunnings barbecues and she's just, this race day, without her help, just she's just amazing What how she helps me. And I'm going to have a meeting with her on Thursday to set up the square reader on my tablet and to go over the stuff that she's lending me and donating and stuff like that. So... That's what we ask of our volunteers, but we've had lots of people inquire, say, oh, we'll come to your next meeting, and then they think about it and we don't see them again. 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 Um, We've got a young fellow on our books that has been on our books for a number of years. He's got Crohn's disease, 
and his parents have wanted to come along and join. So they've actually now joined the charity. They've helped us with a couple of the when the entrance rotary is short staffed because they're only a small group, yeah. they'll ask us to help them and then they give us a share of whatever was, you know, they work it out on hourly yeah. rate. Well, Brett and Mel have helped with a couple of the Bunnings barbecues. Um, the other ways, if they wanted to do a fundraiser, they'd only have to contact either one of us and then we give them an authority to fundraise on our behalf. And we get a lot of people contact us and we give them the authority to fundraise, but then we don't hear anything else. A lot we do, yeah. but then, you know, there's yeah. a large number that we yeah. don't. And I try to follow it up, but, you know, they just keep saying, oh, yeah, it's going to happen this statement. Well, Spencer's mum and another lady that we've helped her daughter with for a long time, they both work at the same preschool at Fountaindale. Well, they approached their boss about having a fundraiser for us. So Brittany and Kerry have organised that and it's happening the Saturday before our race day and they're going to have a family open day at the preschool and ask people to come along, gold coin donation. They're going to have raffles and jumping castles and things like that. A lot of the preschools have had fundraisers for us. There's a family that we've helped... We got to know them through it was Property Central at Long Jetty. They're now Ray White. And we helped with both their kids. Oh, Michael wow. and Amanda both work there. And we helped with both their kids. And Ray White, they have a wishing tree for us there. And the presents that come from there are just over the moon. Well, their eldest has is having a walkathon or something at his preschool for us. So this is how it yeah. Sort of happens. Indirectly, they're, they're Indirectly. volunteering their time. Just recently, I had a guy contact me. They, through COVID, they set up this thing where they have gaming, have started having gaming days because they couldn't do other stuff. And just recently, they had their first fundraiser at Central Coast Leagues Club. Yep. And they had, we, we didn't know what to expect, did we? I, I, thought they'd, I thought they'd be this sort of gaming. But when I went, it was actually board games. Oh, yeah. Board games. And they raised nearly, what, $1,800, $1,800 from like Dungeons and Dragons. Dragons and all that sort oh, of stuff. Battle, battle, some sort of battle thing. Yeah. And it takes them all day to do this one thing. And, and, and the whole room was full with all these gamers. And it was their first one they've done as a fundraiser. And Daniel, the organiser, was so delighted with the result, he reckons I'll do another one. He said That's cool. It's interesting that it was board games too in this day and age and not, oh, oh, and yeah, not yeah. digital so games. You should have seen these board, board games. games. They had Lazy Susans and oh, yeah, they yeah. turned them around. and oh, it was, it was a, it was I've never seen board games like them. No, I yeah. haven't either. And they had all these, all these games donated and that was the raffle prizes and, and over $1,800 they raised on just in the day. Yeah, so right. it's it's... it's you know, it's just so good. That that's a fun. That that to me is volunteering. Yeah, in, yeah, in, yeah. A, in an indirect way, and that's probably the best way that people can can help us. Even if it's only a gold coin donation, we've had little. We've had kids like through the mulch thing. The couple of girls, one year, they sold Anzac biscuits, and they were thrilled. They donated what two hundred dollars or something. Like little things like that, and it makes. Them feel good and it and it helps us it enormously. Helps. Rhonda was telling you earlier about the girl with losing her hair. Oh yes, with and, cancer. And they're all going to shave yeah. their head. Anyway, her elder sister Scarlett is now making bracelets and selling them, 
and the proceeds are going to come to Central Coast Kids in Need. She's already up to $90, I think. She, her mum sent me a photo of her with the basket of bracelets. She's doing them up in a, you know, things like that. It's just beautiful. Yeah. It yeah. really is. Yeah, it really is. And when it comes to donating to Central Coast Kids in Need, um, people can donate through our website. But then that comes through PayPal, and PayPal takes a percentage. So the best way if people want to donate is to contact either Rhonda or myself, send us an email, and then we can send them our bank details and issue them with a receipt. Like a direct deposit is the, is the best way to go about it. And like like all these little things, like all these little things just make a huge difference. Like we had a, two ladies, a daughter and a mum, during COVID that made masks, face masks. Oh, yeah. And sold them, didn't they, Lorraine? And gave us the money from them. And Just made them for kids on our books. And as made well. for kids on our books as well. So what's you know, little things. Of, what's been one of the most that stands out that you're like, oh wow, like they did what? Is there one? And it, it could be like the mask one. Like mm. it's more, not so much the amount, but it was like. Oh, oh I, I think. What's I, kids? Virgo's kids. What they did. And more, and, and I suppose only, especially was, that kids, like the kids that have gone and done stuff. Yeah, that, that yeah. it wasn't a lot of money, but they went round. At, 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 they were on holidays. They were, yeah. they were camping. And they put on little things and, and everything like that. And it was not a lot of money, but they said, here, Rhonda, we, we raised this money for you. But I've, I've got to be honest and say the biggest thing was Toby. Oh. Oh, yeah. Toby. Toby. Toby, Toby was – that this. what Toby did was, was just amazing. amazing. And 80-odd thousand dollars came from that, like him saying, I want to be remembered as something oh. – that has made a difference, you know, and eighty odd thousand dollars. Like that to me, that 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 will be forever. Mm. The Plus top of the top the of the pops for me. The jersey mm. that he gave us, and uh, you know, that family just keeps on giving. But but you know, at, at his funeral on the, we didn't go. We didn't go to his funeral. It was through COVID and everything like that. But on the on the on the um, stage thing, they had this pink cricket shirt. And I, think, I don't even remember the words, but they just touched you. They had they these words on them. But he he was given money. He went to the he went to the cricket, and he was given money to spend on whatever he wanted to, and because it was for charity, he spent that money and bought that jersey. That, that's mm. you know things like that. It, just amazing. A kid that knows he's not going to make it through mm. cancer, and he's thinking about other people. And and that that to me in that I think that that to me is that that's that'll take a lot of beating, mm. you know. Just even if they hadn't raised eighty eighty odd thousand dollars, the fact that he, that he wanted, wanted to do that. it, he wanted, to, he wanted to do it, like you know. And to me, that's you know. I, I, I've said to lots of people, wish there were more kids like Toby in the world that think of other people, not just themselves. Mm. You know? I actually showed that. We've spoken at a couple of schools and I've actually showed that video from Current Affairs and the kids have come up to me afterwards and, and the teachers have said, thank you for doing that. It makes us realise that there's, you know, people good out kids, there worse good than kids us. kids in the world, you know. Well, too. that's right and mm. we all need reminders sometimes. For sure, for sure. Yeah. It's my last question. Just getting to meet you both and coming and sitting down today, you mentioned already, Rhonda, you're both in your 70s. You've both got energy of 20-year-olds. Oh, no, no. Some days. Some days. <laughs> so not every day. Some days. After the surfing thing the other day, I went, uh, oh, my God. 
you know, you, you feel like you're as old as Methuselah. It takes, you know, when you have three days straight like that, it, it does take it out of you. I've got to be honest. I can imagine. You know, yeah. Some days you feel really ancient. And then you've got all those emails coming through the next day that you, your yeah. treasury you duties. Bounce, and, back, have you... bounce back up again. But no, we we, uh, we we go pretty good for 70-year-olds, I reckon. That's right. So what Ronda's advice old, would Rhonda's you... older than me by 16 months. Ah, there you go. There you go. 16 months between <laughs> us. Um, so with that. What advice would you give to staying young at heart? Enjoy your grandchildren. My grandchildren keep me young. I never thought after losing my husband at such a young age that anything could bring me so much joy. Mm. But my grandchildren and my grandpuppy, my daughter has a puppy, my grandpuppy bring me so much joy. But the secret is stress less, live life to the fullest. My philosophy of life is live, love, laugh. And I'm the party girl. Of, I like a wine. <laughs> I like to do my cruising. But you have to have your downtime. You have to, like my downtime is meeting with friends for coffee or going out for lunch or I go on a cruise. I have a friend that comes over maybe once a week and we have bubbles and nibbles sitting out the back there. And yeah. that's your downtime. You need that. Otherwise, you'd fall in a heap. Yeah. And Rhonda? Well, what will I say? I, I think, as Lorraine said, I've, I've got six grandkids ranging from 25 down to three and definitely my grandchildren. I've babysat all my grandchildren in turn and loved every minute of it. And I, and they do say kids keep you young. And I think, I think that's right. And, you know, this weekend with mixing and mingling, I get that many cuddles and that many hugs and that at the mulch weekend. You feel so, oh, you know, so loved. And, and that helps. That helps to keep you young too. The fact that young people don't mind mixing and mingling with an old girl, you know, and you think, oh, gee, this is special. And, and I, we, my husband and I enjoy our holidays. As Lorraine said, you've got to have your downtime. We've done a bit of travelling and things like not cruising like Lorraine. I'm not into I'm not into cruising. It doesn't do doesn't do it for me. But we do love our holidays and um, yeah, I think that's what it what it's all about. And living life is and and making the most of your life. You know, not sitting around feeling sorry for yourself and malingering along the way. Just get out there and do it. You know, not well so. as me. There's people a lot worse out there that are doing it tough. So get your act together and just do it. Do it, yeah, yeah. That's it's interesting exactly too right. that you say, I know another lovely gentleman that I've interviewed, John Wall, mentioned getting around that young energy. Like, getting, as you say, like oh. these young people, getting around that young energy can, it, it, can rub it off. It does, it does. It definitely, it definitely does. As I said, as knackered as I was at the weekend, I wouldn't miss that for anything. It's just really special yeah. and it took me a couple of days to recover <laughs> and I did feel pretty ancient after it but I thought no nah, this is this is all worth it and everything and like Lorraine and I are saying we don't know whether we'll do the race day again next year we just got to wait and see how it all pans out how we feel after it because like we used to do this massive yeah. trivia night for years we did it at Mingara we did it at Diggers at the entrance and we'd have 300-odd people, wouldn't we? We'd have 300-odd people at a, at a trivia night. And our last one we did, we raised $36,000. But it was too much. It just got... We lost our mum that year. Rhonda had a... I had a, I had, I had a heart turn and had to have a pacemaker just weeks out from our 
trivia night. Oh, wow. And I just said, Lorraine, I think we've got to call it quits. I mean, we've got to know when enough's enough. We worked for we worked for months and months on that. It was it was bigger than the race day. It was huge. It really was huge, wasn't it, Lorraine? Mm. And same thing. We we did most of the getting the prizes. The yeah. girl and the girls were marvelous on the day or on the night at least, and leading up the day leading up to it, getting it organised. But you've got to know when enough's enough. Otherwise, you burn yourself out and you're no good to anybody. Mm. So, you know. When was your last trivia night? Mum's been gone seven years, hasn't she? No, not, not long. Six not years. Bad, how long have I since I had my pacemaker? Six years. Five I've been six retired years. six years, so. Be five years, I reckon. Yeah. About five years since we had a trivia night. Five but another thing that, like our race day last year, Roslyn, we'd found out about winning the Panadol Collective and it hadn't been announced, so I asked Rosalind to announce it at our race day, Yeah, which she did, and still brings me to tears. We received a standing ovation from every person in that room and the applause just went on and on and on. Well and, deserved. Oh, it was, but I, I, right, I felt quite embarrassed. I just ended up going and sitting down because I felt really embarrassed about it. You know, I thought, oh, gee, this is all too much, you know. We we do what we do because we love it. Not for the accolades. That accolades, you know, and so I, I and then my brother was I'm there. Jealous, my youngest yeah. brother was there, and he came and threw his arms around me. I said, "Just, just go away. I'm about to lose it, and you're making me worse." And I'm trying to stand there and talk and thank everybody for coming. And you've got all these people standing and applauding you. Uh, it was, it was really something. It really was. Anyway, that brings me to the work that you both do is really something, and without it, there'd be there's hundreds of kids that um and families that would be much worse off. So, I mean, I can't I can only do a little bit of that standing ovation, but it give you a standing ovation, both of you, for everything you do for kids and families on the Central Coast. Um, Thank you, Luke. It's been a pleasure talking to you and having coffee with you. (laughs) Thanks. I'm yet to have the biscuits, Lorraine. I will have one. I will have one. (laughs) If anyone would like to support or look into more to do with Central Coast Kids in Need, please go to cckin.com.au or just simply search Central Coast Kids in Need and and you'll find... Page covers more than our... really more than our um, website website website. these days. Yeah, Yeah, our Facebook pages... And it tells people what, what we've got coming up and what yeah. we're doing and what we've done and, and everything. It's, we're very, very lucky. We've got, a, we've got a, a lady by the name of Kristen. I've known Kristen for years. She was one of my daughter-in-law's sister's best friends. They were involved in the same car accident, only Natalie, my daughter-in-law's sister, was killed. And Kristen, I've known all that time, well, 28 years because it was the year that Adam died too. There were two of the bridal party they lost within six weeks of each other. And Kristen, I've known since then. And also her nephew came on our books with leukaemia. So during COVID, she got in touch with us and she's she's a graphic designer. And she said, Rhonda, I'd really like to rebrand Central Coast Kids in Need. I think you need a bit of modernising and everything like that. So she branded us. She did our Facebook page. She did our our website and everything like that and and all our stationary heads and everything like that and she now does our we we had trouble with our facebook page our guy that was doing it got hacked and he couldn't seem to get back in so Kristen 
took over our Facebook page and she does an amazing job with our posts now. Takes her a little while, but she gets there and she does beautiful work. So, you know, if we get a chance, we thank Kristen as much as we can because she de definitely made a difference to our charity, didn't she, Lorraine? We were against Social the rebranding because I... I just love this. Is that the, it's like a heart. heart. Yes. Yeah, the heart yeah. logo. I did notice that. Kristen yeah. did all that for us for no charge during yeah. COVID. She said, something I really want to do. And, you know, she said, you made such a difference to my nephew, his family, when he was going through chemo for his leukemia. Yeah. So, you know, people like that, they're precious. They really are precious to us, you know, because they, they, they give up their time. She's a busy lady. She's got two kids. She's got a job, but she still takes the time to do what we wanted to do. Yeah. That's good. Really good. So look at the Central Coast Kids in Need Facebook page. Facebook page, page or Instagram. Instagram. Well, Facebook, I think, is hits more people in the face than Instagram. It's, it's um, I don't it's know. two demographics. Yeah. Two well, well, the point is they can look at all of it on Facebook, whereas Instagram, you see one posting and it's gone. It's, I think Facebook's yeah. in your face more. And you can share it. Oh, yeah, yeah, that's the thing. Mm. Very good. Thank you. Well, thank you for Both time, Rhonda and Lorraine. Thank again. you for your time. Thank that's you. really, really nice of you to come and give up your time for us. Coffee with the Coastie is brought to you by On the Coast Publications, the publishing house for On the Coast families and On the Coast Over 55 community magazines on the central coast of New South Wales.